Welcome back. You are listening to Better Days Ahead with me, your host, Dr. Aria Young. For those who don't know me, quick little intro. I'm a licensed naturopathic integrative doctor that specializes in mental health, and I am on my own healing and self-betterment journey as well, which I talk largely about so that I can help others not feel so alone in what they're going through if they are on their own journey as well. And today I want to talk about not caring so much about what others think about you which is a kind of suffering many people have built their lives around. Learning to let go of what people think about you is not only important, but it is imperative for a healthy, happy, and autonomous existence here on Earth. One might care about what others think about them too much because they have low self-esteem or because they're unsure about who they are and who they want to be. If you are a people pleaser or a recovering one, like myself, This is also something that you're probably familiar with and has probably been a tough habit to kick. Many of us adopt a people-pleasing mentality as a trauma response early in life as a result of something like emotional neglect or some kind of abuse. It develops for safety purposes to avoid conflict by way of conjuring up some avenue to pacify the person who is causing the harm or the abuse, which typically makes you more agreeable because disagreeing with others, typically the parent, was not safe to do. So you alter who you are to match what they want you to be to increase your likelihood of being approved of and acquire what it is that you're looking for or to increase your chances of getting it, which is typically love, attention, attachment, stuff like that. Because of the lack of consistency from the parental figure, we learn in order to get what we need met that we need to prove our value based on their acceptance system. So love now becomes conditional in our minds as it was not unconditional growing up. And because the parent or caregivers weren't consistent with their connection and their love, it's in those moments that we've decided it's because there is something inherently wrong with us. And we develop this belief that we aren't worthy of getting our needs met and being loved and all of that without any conditions or without having to work for it. So then we believe that we need to work for it and to find ways to get that need met. In reality, the parental figure just lacks the ability to regulate their own emotions, which is their responsibility. But as a kid, you don't always realize that but it gets projected onto us that it's our responsibility to regulate their emotions for them and that we are the reason that they have fluctuations in their emotional state, uh, particularly the, the negative downswings. We might learn we are only loved and valued when we're being like quote unquote easy, if we're being quiet, being obedient, being good. And we unfortunately learn that we need to become what someone else wants for us to be in order for survival, in order to stay safe, to feel like we are worthy, to get love, to avoid rejection, to avoid feeling ashamed, to maintain a vital relationship with the caregiver or parent, right? And to avoid the unknown, especially if a parent getting angry or upset met abuse might occur. So people-pleasing means self-abandonment completely to anticipate what someone else could want from us. And little by little, we lose all sense of our own identity and frame. Our identity has now become a chameleon and a way to shapeshift and constantly alter who we are so we can just keep being what someone else wants us to be. And therefore, we can continue to feel worthy because we're, we're increasing our chances of getting their approval. It's completely exhausting. And it feels extremely helpless and hopeless. 
I also want to throw this in here because this is very interesting and I think it's important to bring up too, even though I don't have ADHD. But in this population, sometimes people-pleasing mentalities can be adopted because of something that some people experience in the ADHD population. So not everybody, but some. So it's called rejection sensitivity dysphoria, and it's not actually thought to be caused by trauma. But what it does is it describes this extreme emotional sensitivity to anything that could be perceived as negative, which includes criticism or disapproval or conflict. And it can be very, very painful for these folks, which is why people pleasing is sometimes adopted as a coping skill. So it's used in attempt to avoid anything of that sort in this population that could be perceived as negative. Okay, you guys know you need to work out regularly if you want to maintain a certain physique, right? You guys also know I care a lot about mental health, and I believe in order to maintain it requires regular workouts, so to speak, as well. That's why I want to talk about 59 Breaths, the workout for your nervous system. 59 Breaths is an app that helps improve your mental health, control your stress, improve your sleep, as well as a lot of other awesome benefits through breath work. I love it too for when I start to notice I'm getting anxious and revved up. It's a great way to bring me back into my body and the present moment and to re-regulate my nervous system. Plus, you can track your progress over the course of time and see how much more resilient to stress you're actually becoming. Pretty cool, huh? Looking for an easy, fast, convenient way to feel better if you're having a moment? Give it a try. Go to 59breaths.app slash Dr. Aria Young. That's 59breaths.app slash D-R-A-R-I-A-Y-O-U-N-G. I will also have the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the episode. People-pleasing is also referred to as a fawning response. So y'all have heard of fight or flight when our nervous system is activated as a way to respond to high stress when one feels threatened. Freeze is another response that most people are fairly aware of. The other response, because there are four, so the other response that we may have that is less commonly known is this idea of fawning. This is when the victim primarily seeks safety by complying with the desires or the demands of others. So again, all the same thing. It's an automatic way we learn to protect ourselves without even realizing it. Where am I going with this? Okay, so obviously you guys know that I am in recovery (laughs) as a people pleaser because this wasn't even something I realized I did till about two years ago. And when I realized it, my mind was completely blown. I caught myself recently in the dynamic of prioritizing someone else's validation over my own, even though I don't like that I'm doing it and not feeling worthy without their validation. And I wasn't being fully authentic for the fear of them not liking me anymore and not being in my life. And the first boundary I had set with them Because I was very, I went into this whole thing very conscious of I'm not going to be a people pleaser. I'm going to be authentic and vulnerable and express what it is I need and make sure that this is something that works for me. So this is something that's been over the course of time getting a little bit better, but I've had to really, really work on it. So the first boundary I set and initial decision I made that it was best I dip out of the situation because I was kind of realizing, oh, maybe we are on different pages and this is not a good thing for me to continue. So it wasn't hard, but then things got more involved and confusing after the things that had transpired after I 
said, hey, you know, I, I need to be direct and I need to have this conversation with you and I need to express what's really going on, which was fucking money because, again, I was not like that at all before ever. I never dreamed in a million years that I would look at a situation from like, okay, but how do I actually feel about it? Is this something that is good for me? So I crushed it, but then there was like a whole conversation that was had and it was kind of like, okay, well, maybe there is actually more overlap and commonality with what we want than we initially thought. So things got more involved and then confusing for like a bunch of other reasons that weren't entirely on me. Some of them were, some of them weren't. But after things got a little bit more blurry, I set another boundary knowing that the relationship at this point might end. But knowing that I had to do it because I have a responsibility to make sure that the endeavors that I involve myself in are actually emotionally safe for me and congruent with what I want in life. I don't need to intentionally like hurt myself anymore. Jesus, you know, like I need to make sure that what I'm agreeing to and what I'm getting myself into isn't isn't just going to hurt me. Why do I continue to sign myself up for things that in the end I know were going to hurt me? They do end up hurting me. It sounds crazy, but so many of us do it. I can admit that at least. I know that I fucking do it. So I'm trying to change my ways. And I didn't want to keep trying to be okay with where like this person was at in life and when it wasn't aligning with where I was at or only being a certain way because I know that they liked me, you know, they, they liked that part of me and they liked me being that way, I guess I'll say. So when I finally spoke up and was honest, it did change things. And I was really uncomfortable about it at this point. And it's still new for me to put myself first and make sure that I am looking out for myself. And I was having a tough time after this, wondering if I had done the right thing and falling back into this previous pattern that I am oh so familiar with, which is, why did I do that? Did I do the right thing? Did I have to say that? Couldn't I have just keep, kept going with it? It was difficult because it's not just about being liked. If you've adopted this way of living for survival purposes, as I have mentioned previously, not getting the approval from others feels like you are dying. It is painful as shit. It's not just, oh, this person doesn't like me. Your whole world comes crashing down, right? Because of the the ways in which these behaviors were even created, you know, the beliefs that you had and the reality that was happening that you needed to to go to this level to maintain what you needed from somebody to feel okay, to feel good. So painful as shit. Because then at that point, rejection just equals like, I am shit, right? It's a false belief, but it seems real to the person that is struggling. And I had to sit with that feeling of rejection for a while without the story attached or without beating myself up for something I wasn't even to blame for uh, until I had finally sorted through it. But it took a minute. And you know what's funny is dating really shouldn't be a big deal. Like you're either right for someone or you're not and life fucking goes on, right? Nothing horrible happened. But my brain does not always see it that way still. And it definitely did not used to. This has been a very slow moving process. So currently I'm back on track and I feel solid again. And I am grateful that I, I learned a few things with this that I will say through gritted teeth because it's like, God, I gotta love those fucking hard lessons. But I went 
I, I went into this like I had started dating again because I knew that there were things I needed to work through and there's no other way to be in a position like that where I can work through them unless I actually open myself up to that situation. Because when I am alone, I am good. I do not need to disrupt that. But I there are things that I can't work through again unless I open myself up to that. And a lot of them have to do with with other people and like relationships with other people based on the traumas that I have. I am secure in who I am and that desire for validation turns me off normally now. I catch when I'm doing it almost immediately and I can work through it because I value who I really am. But again, it can be a really slow process and tricky to catch at certain times. So I hope it never comes across like I've got it all figured out. I wonder actually if you guys are like, oh my God, this woman is a fucking train wreck. Uh, and it's not like I've actually got it all figured out. It, maybe it's the complete opposite. Hey, either way you perceive me, it's good. It's all good in the hood. Um, but there are times I really could give a rat's ass about what someone else thinks about me. And then there are other times I'm still finding myself wanting validation from people and wanting what they are wanting from me. When I find myself seeking validation from others, though, I'm not really being myself, of course, and I have to determine where that's coming from and who I'm being and why so I can get out of that state as soon as possible. Ultimately, I want to be myself. I don't want to be someone else anymore. I don't value being someone else anymore. I don't like it. And these are the differences that I've noticed. I don't value getting someone else's approval because I've spent my whole fucking life doing that and I was miserable. I actually do like who I am despite the fact that most of my life has been spent unfortunately not liking myself and thinking there is something very seriously wrong with me and undesirable. I actually think I have a lot of very solid traits and I don't want to be what someone else would prefer me to be. And I got to this point that is not perfect, but is much better. By getting reacquainted with myself and what it is my needs actually are and what I want, what my values are, who I want to be, who I am, I spent many, many nights, and I still do, but I have spent so many nights out in the park alone sorting through the mess in my head. You have to learn who you are and what your identity is again so you can have your own sense of self and it isn't tied to the validation from others. So whether you get their approval or not, you're good. And it won't matter because you know and you like who you are and it's okay if other people misunderstand you or don't resonate with you. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You, you could not possibly be every single person's fucking cup of tea. You know what I mean? I used to think I could be, and then I realized how vastly fucking different every single person is and truly how challenging that would be. I would never stop having to change who I was. Do you, do you understand that? There are so many fucking people in the world. It would never stop. I also realized that that wasn't the point of any of this, of life, of, of my duty as a human. It wasn't the fucking point, but I used to think that it was. I used to think you're supposed to be liked by people. And I finally learned that is not the case whatsoever. I know part of learning to externalize your validation is challenging though, because let's face it, it feels good. I recently was talking to someone whose opinion is very meaningful. I look up to him. He's a super knowledgeable, very intelligent, and well-regarded dude who is doing a lot of good work in life for other humans. And we were talking a lot about life and how far I've come and where I'm at and how much I've changed. 
in parentheses for the better. <laughs> uh, but some of my struggles still, and some of that whole picture, that shit is dark. And he kept telling me, like in this space where we were sorting through some of it, he kept telling me there wasn't anything wrong with me and like really understood me 100%. And it felt good for someone to validate me like that. I wasn't looking for his validation though, but it was still nice to have gotten it. Cause I'll be honest, there are still times where I think there is something very fucking wrong with me, which is why I still seek out approval from others in, in limited in very certain circumstances, but it still happens. I talked a little bit about this in the last podcast episode too. Again, very limited circumstances, but it still happens. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? Like, I thought we were done with this. But you don't go through the kind of shit that I did. You don't go through fucking hell, dog, and then not have some skeletons in the closet, right? You don't go through shit like that and not adopt a good amount of demons as pets that live rent-free in your fucking head along the way. And not wonder, perchance, if there could actually be something very seriously fucking wrong with you. And I grew up very much so with a narrative attached to me that there was, in fact, a lot wrong with me. And I didn't fit in and I was very lonely. So that narrative was just reinforced and reinforced and reinforced and re-in-fucking-forced. Now I can see currently that there wasn't anything wrong with me, especially back then. I was in a shit ton of pain and I was a kid and I didn't have the support or guidance or anything else I needed. I had no clue what the fuck was going on, but I couldn't see it at the time. But my point here is you don't need to reject or just not care about anyone's validation at all. It just can't dictate or change who you are. It's not bad that it can feel good under the right circumstances. Validation feels like someone is connecting to you or can really see you for you and understand you. You get this sense of community and support. Sometimes it can also help us learn about a situation and make sure we're on the right track with how we're perceiving something. That's why therapists do it a lot. You know, we're trying to kind of work through something and getting validated by your therapist. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, all right, so I am on the right track. So of course it's going to feel good because as humans, connection is vital to our survival. If we don't get it, things turn very weird. They turn bad. And I have spoken and spoken and spoken on the negative health outcomes of those who are lonely and what isolation does to one's health. Anyway, being someone inauthentically on purpose that isn't really you in order to gain the approval from others is different from you just being yourself and it feeling good to be validated. Does that make sense? With one, you're already committed to needing it and wanting it from people and you're not okay without it. And you are being a certain way for the sole purpose of being approved of by somebody else in hopes you will get approved of. But with the other, someone else just being in agreement with you without that attachment to whether or not you're going to get it, just being yourself outside of all of that, that is completely different. Here's another rant. It is not sustainable to rely on other people to decide whether or not you're worthy, whether or not you are likable, whether or not you should be accepted and approved of. Think about how often your mood or what you want fluctuates on a regular basis. Think about how unreliable what you like can be and how much it changes. Okay? Other people are like that too. I mean, I can be like that sometimes. My mood can fluctuate sometimes pretty drastically in a 24-hour period. Girl, I went from being pretty resolved about something to highly unraveled about it and then back 
to resolved all in the same 24-hour period. I'm not always reliable. And what I think and feel or the judgments I may make, so to speak, not that I'm actually in a place to judge anyone. That's not what I'm talking about. I have no fucking rock to stand on. But an accepted stance that I might have on a matter, that could easily change in a 24-hour period. Humans just aren't reliable, but we're doing our best. It doesn't mean you can't rely on people for support and shit, because you can. But in this case, you can't rely on anyone to have a totally stable mind and the best sense of judgment and character all the time to the point where you can base who you are around that always. People are only who they are based on their own specific upbringing and acquired values and the life that they have lived and their trials and errors and their emotions. We are all so fucking different. And it's a good thing. Life would be boring and a meaningless abyss of unoriginality if we were all the same. However, it can be frustrating to not be understood all the time by other people or feel like we're some weird alien person that somehow does things in a super abnormal way that no one approves of. That's not the case, though. And, and even if it is, you guys, who the fuck cares? It's your life, as cliche as it sounds, and no one is actually going to live it for you except you. You're the one that has to wake up. You got to go to work. You're the one that has to shower. You have to eat. Well, maybe you eat three meals a day or maybe you don't, something like that. But you've got to eat food and you have to, you have to do all these things on a daily basis. That's a lot of hard work. You do all the hard work, right? So how is it anyone's job to decide whether or not you are doing okay at all of that hard work and whether or not you should be approved of? It is not. People don't oftentimes even know themselves very much. So when you think about that, it really doesn't make sense why we should care what they think about us. I've also realized generally that people are more focused on themselves and oftentimes they don't even have enough in the tank to focus on you enough to make a decision about you or care. And it is super cliche, but those who should be in your life and are good for you will accept you and you won't feel as though you need to change. They don't want you to want their approval. They will appreciate that you have your own personality and your own frame. And in expressing that, they will learn things and their life will be far more enriched as a result. Diversity makes the world go round. I've learned that. It took me far longer than I care to admit, but I have. So remember that people can only meet you in the depths at which they have met themselves. They can only understand in others that in which they have understood in themselves. And what people can't understand, too, they generally don't like. It's just, it's a weird thing that we do. We like to understand things. We like to be able to control them. We like to feel as though things make sense. And when they don't, we don't like it. Even though we can just sort through it, figure it out, we can get curious. A lot of the times we're like, this is too hard. This is a barrier to my day-to-day -day life. And I'm just, I'm not going to like it. I'm just going to put this to the side. And I'm going to focus on the things that I am good at and that I do like, right? Like, okay, did you have a hard time understanding math in school? Bet you hated it. Never could quite figure out how to play the trombone correctly in elementary school. I bet you loathed having to practice on that thing. You didn't like the trombone because you didn't understand it. And we are hardwired to fear and dislike what we don't know because it just might threaten our safety. This is not really about a trombone. You're like, how can a trombone threaten my safety? Don't be so literal about it. It is a way that our brain works. And so it's just a kind of general theme that gets painted over everything if we are not aware of it and if we don't work through it. I will take this game a step further, though, although you definitely did not ask. 
the most judgmental people are the ones who have never been in someone else's shoes and therefore cannot understand them. Never fallen on hard times. I bet someone who's never experienced that is the first person to say someone should just work harder and they wouldn't be in that position. Someone who's destitute, someone who is having a hard time. I guarantee you the first person to say you should just try harder is someone who has never understood that, which is an example of you've never been in that person's shoes. Judging someone for making a mistake that you've made? Interesting. I bet you haven't really met yourself in the shame you experienced by doing the same thing they did. And to avoid feeling it, you're going to shame that person even though you did the same fucking thing, Janet. Example of you haven't really met yourself. You haven't really gone to those depths. It always be the people who have done less and seen less than you that be saying the most. Tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me that I'm wrong. I literally see people for all that they are, okay? And I still love them. Some of the people I have loved the most or love the most have been or are people who were or are carrying insurmountable pain and in their messiest life stage, if you will. I love people the most when they're messy, okay? I don't want you to be perfect. I'll never fucking apologize for that. Does it get me burned? Yes, because these are also people who are in pain. I don't care. I don't think it will ever change. I say this, though, because if I can accept others in that kind of a phase or state, then it means others can do it for me. I haven't really learned that someone can do that for me in terms of a partner necessarily, but I have friends who do that. I mean, they're new relationships, but I think that they accept me for all of me as long as I let them in enough to show them what it means when I say that. I'm still really new at this, and there have been some bumps in the road, sure, but overall, it's going it's going well. It's going okay. Coincidence that I decided to start really being myself and my relationships have gotten much better, even though it means I'm not, quote unquote, easier to people, even though I'm not easier for them to deal with. I think not. I don't believe I'm someone that others should just have to fucking deal with anymore. I spent my whole life like that, man. I don't I don't want to do it anymore. I'd rather be alone than be someone I'm not just to get accepted. And I think I have so much more value beyond that. And apparently, the right people agree. And they will for you too. If you would like one-on-one help and want me to help you with your mental health, healing journey, or if you would like to work with me for anything else health-related, you can and can schedule with me using the link in the podcast description. Lastly, please be kind to animals. Please spay and neuter your pets. And adopt, don't shop. Thank you for making this world a better place. And if this resonated with you, this episode, please consider subscribing and rating this podcast five stars. Thank you for being here and I will see you back here next time. Thank you.